Hello and welcome to another episode of Bounty Buddies, your Book of Boba Fett recap podcast. I am Tim, one of your buddies, and this week I am joined, as always, by Pat Edwards. Hey, all my buddies. And Jane Ritt. Hello. It's good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Um, um, we're recording a little late because Pat was very selfish and he actually went to Star Wars Town. Um, he was uh, on assignment to get like a real Star Wars vibe, um, dr- drinking the blue milk and eating mm-hmm. the tacos and things like that. So how was it, Pat? Is Star Wars land still cool and good? It was still very cool, very good. I was uh, berated by some stormtroopers when they oh, yelled I out Viva them. La Resistance as I, they were talking to the crowd. Huh. And they tried to arrest me. And I said, no, you can't. And then they said, okay. That's all you had to do? Yeah, that's all I had to do. Mm. I mean, to be fair, some of our favorite bounty hunters do that fairly regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't realize, yeah. (laughs) But no, it was great. I drank some uh, Star Wars-themed cocktails and ate a Ronto wrap, like Mm. I said I would in our last Mm -hmm. one. Excellent. They have blue and green milk there. Ooh, that's fun. Green milk's vegan. Mm-hmm. That it's probably not. I, that yeah. was a joke. Don't. don't hey, if you do real real talk though, if you go to Galaxy's Edge in Disney World and you go to the the bar Ogus Cantina, don't get the cocktail that says it makes your mouth tingly because it really does, but like to an uncomfortable degree. Oh really? Like does it feels like pop rocks or something. It's got. I don't know what it does, but it's it's it's. <laughs> so I, I love a novelty. Acid. I love a novelty cocktail, but this a was, government safe amount of much of amount of bleach. You're fine, you can drink it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about, uh, today we're actually going to talk about episodes four and five. Uh, We were hoping to squeeze in a recording before episode five came out, but I think actually it makes sense that we're going to talk about episode four, The Gathering Storm, and episode five, The Return of the Mandalorian, because episode five rocked, and episode four wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as the previous one. uh, I was just, it was more on the uh, positive yet neutral side. Some stuff yep. happened, and uh, uh, talking about them both together, I think, was um, yeah, ended up being a right call. I think you, you jumping ahead a little bit, you might be surprised to learn. Um, I have weird feelings about episode four, and I'm, I, I'm excited to dive in because the the TLDR is everything individually in, that happened on screen, like in a microcosm, was, was fine to me, mm-hmm. but just the episode four itself, its existence. And maybe you both can help me here. I'm struggling. I have a few tidbits here or there, but I'm like, what was its point? Is yeah. my big thesis. What yeah. was the point of episode four? Yes. It was yeah, that's that's a great question. And you know, it's it's a tough question sometimes with a lot of these episodes and shows and things like that. Because is inherently an episode to be entertaining? Is it to get us from point A to point B? If there's uh trying to get to point from point A to point C, but we have a setback, so we hit B. Well, at least do we have a a meaningful character moment. It's tough. Um, I think there's many times in the book of Boba Fett where it's entertaining, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel quite connected. It feels more of a problem with the editing, maybe, than the script. I think, uh, and not to this is like gatekeeper language, and I don't like it. But I do kind of get feel. Oh, it's a kitty cat. Hello. I do kind of... It doesn't feel like Star Wars, as silly as it is. Um, a lot of the music isn't Star Warsian, and um, 
a lot of the things they bring up, you know, it oftentimes what was so cool about the Mandalorian and, and other side things is that's like, all right, here's Star Wars, but over slightly with the camera slightly tilted to the left, or here mm-hmm. you get to talk to the, the, the average folks, not the people fighting the empire every day. This feels a little different. And I don't know why, because it's more explicitly Star Wars than the Mandalorian was. Uh, I just think yeah. some of the editing and the flashbacks don't quite work. I think it would have been more uh, impactful chronologically. It feels like an anime recap. No, excuse me, uh, like an anime filler arc where it's like technically nothing is that different than the the canon anime episodes, but the editing and writing are just not quite nailing it. Well, what's what was interesting to me, and and it's you you bring up a great point in terms of you know why was it there and what did it matter? And I remember that we ended up. I believe disagreeing on an episode in the Mandalorian, which was um, them on the ice planet with the spider and yeah. the frog mama mm-hmm. and the question of like, why is that oh, there? Frog mama. And yeah. And, and we, I think disagreed on that, but in that case, everything was happening in present day. Yeah. So there were, there were stakes because we didn't technically know what was going to happen next. Like we kind of knew that that Grogu wasn't going to bite it on a random snow planet, right? But like bad things. Oh, he still bit it. Happen. He bit things. <laughs> so while I enjoyed a lot of the world building and aesthetic, and I guess set pieces and weird side characters introduced in this episode, I do not think it was necessary and also there were virtually no stakes because we knew that they work together we knew that she didn't die on that planet yeah like we knew that he still needed to get his armor like it was kind of explaining things but not telling it was telling a story but there weren't any stakes in that story (laughs) there was one line that I thought was like, oh, that maybe has implications. And I'll get to it when we get to it narratively. But yeah. other than that, I was like, yeah, I remember getting to the end of it. And I was like, wait, well, where are the I same mean, it's, it's almost entirely a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that wonders, maybe this is something we can circle back to at the end, but do you think there was enough for like an entire, like clearly they are very interested in these stories. Should that have been a season? Should these have just been episodes that were first? Should they have been, should they have done some sort of device where like you just are in the present day story and then there's a cliffhanger and then it jumps back and tells all of these stories continuously? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, definitely. I think the flashbacks were not um, thematically um, serving the story, meaning um, like, like, you know, as you said, there is an inherent loss of stakes and, and, you know, a prequel in a flashback, things like that. Um, but, you know, if we went chronologically, I think we would have cared more about the characters back then. And typically with some like a show that goes back and forth, you're supposed to be learning about the characters and learning about them in real time. And that affects the past mm-hmm. and, and the past affects the future. And even though it's not what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like the characters in it aren't experiencing. It's not literally saying, "Oh, here they go again, up the same old tricks." No, it's sort of like a more abstract sort of um, uh, storytelling device, right? It, and it never felt like a device. 
in 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 the bobas it always felt like well we have to sh- tell them how he got here uh and i'm gonna i i i was kind of like dancing around be- before you know sort of thinking of these properties and how weird it is but you know i don't really want to give the show any slack to be honest with you because disney owns everything and you know i think so much of it is just the whole idea of hey isn't this cool let me show this action figure in your face and trying to like walk backwards and figuring out a story from there it does make me nervous to be honest with you boba fett so far has and definitely seeing mandalorian <laughs> you know Gosh, uh, my, yeah. my good friend mando it's like i still don't know why uh episode five rocks so much it just did uh i, I think it's easy to blame the editing and things like that um but yeah it you know I really don't think that it was a successful um, flashback. So now that that's over, I have a little higher hopes. But again, yeah, yeah it's like every other scene is just Mando or is just Boba doing something, and Finnick being like, "You shouldn't have done that." He's like, "We'll see." Yeah, like I feel like flashbacks when they are embedded well will be a present day story where someone is behaving irrationally or in a way that is not serving them well. Then you flash back to figure out where they learned that. And then you cut back and forth so that there is some sort of change between how they used to treat things and how they treat things now. And then like they end up a little bit different than they were before. Mm -hmm. But in this case, again, we're, we're seeing Boba after he's already decided that he needs to make a change in his yeah. life, flashing yeah. back to right after he made that decision to now. Yeah. He's yeah. not all that different. <laughs> Neither is Fennec. I mean, actually, no, I take that back. Fennec definitely does have a character turn over the course of this. And maybe that's why they felt like they had to do it because her character had changed. It does frame her idea. participation as being more. So I personally thought that she still had a life debt to Boba. Yeah, that's and true. And that was why she was sticking around. I guess we did get confirmation that... Oh, there's... Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good point, the James. I so so yeah. I guess... Sorry, I've been taking us right into the analysis and not the play-by-play. No, 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 no. I think no, it no, should no, move no. in we, a pretty We only have a vague structure like that. Though. You know, we, yeah. we don't need to stifle yeah. our discussion due to something as silly as structure. Especially when this show sure doesn't. Yeah, it's never stopped us before. So, so we. This is basically at a very high level, an explainer on what happened between the the last flashback that we saw for Boba, yeah, and the start of where we met him in Mandalorian. Yeah. So this is why Fennec is working for him now. How she got a Robo Tummy. Um, you know establishing that he's still looking for the armor mm-hmm. establishing that he's still pissed about um his treatment yeah that's a good point are we i know we're kind of quote unquote at present day but now i'm just like are we gonna see yet i don't know i guess we don't we literally don't need to see it but i guess we are at present day completely but part of me is just like is he gonna go talk to um what's the guy that had his armor for a little bit Cobb vanth Right. I mean, he kind of makes a joke about it, but I think that's supposed to be a joke that he's going to fight the Mandalorian I, I, or, you know, 
Din Djarin. I um, assume that they'll have them interact in present day. Yeah. I they agree. have to. Yeah, that's true. And and that they wouldn't spend that plot on a flashback. Yeah. Because like he is a he's a player on this planet. Definitely, definitely. Um, Unless it's a, a something as foolish as schedules, right? I could see something oh, of course. as yeah. as doo-doo ass as that. Especially in COVID times, right? It seems like mm-hmm. uh, things are yeah. stringent and whatever. I don't know when this was filmed, but I, yeah. I know we've been in COVID times for seven years now. So I'm not sure <laughs> it's changed. Maybe it's gotten easier in the past. But yeah, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's not a bad episode. They're still kind of trying to have their their I don't know. They're they're trying to do two things. It feels like to me, right? Do their classic Boba Fett is is a um, is your your Clint Eastwood cowboy man. That's why he has spurs, even though yes. nothing on him has spurs, right? That's his that's his archetypical role. But he's also trying to be the mob man, you know, and it's kind of an interesting, I don't know, um, juxtaposition is probably not the right word. It's sort of just a a bad holiday version of an Oreo that sometimes rocks and sometimes doesn't because right. it's, it's not the story of necessarily the uh, the cowboy turning good. It's the cowboy or like the desperado turning good. It's the desperado taking over the crime family in a very sort of um mob movie way and not necessarily yeah. not in a taking over the gang way even though it is right but it felt much less like cowboy leads bandits and now cowboy and the godfather right so right. uh that to me sort of the fact that they're they're eating a little bit off both buffets uh it is sort of less successful than it could have been and again not not individually none of these scenes are horrific really it's just the sort of like you know the, the the stitching together uh, of them, so to speak. Yeah, we didn't have any more bad Fifi's genocides this episode, so yeah, that's, that's good. True. It's true. Uh, we more in, in you know the <laughs> part of me thinks they should have put this episode somewhere earlier so that we got caught up, and then when we met the the Tatooine mod punks, we would be in le- it would be less insane to our tastes or to my taste at least. Uh, you know, this is less that's a critique. Fair. And more of a personal preference, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted because Tim said holiday Oreos, and I'm wondering if I still have any of those of gingerbread ones left. Ooh. The gingerbread Oreos rule. They're good. If you like gingerbread. If you like, yeah. I do. I love gingerbread. I love gingerbread, you know, but sometimes it's a tough, it's, that's an overpowering taste. Yeah. Right. It's not for everybody. Not mm-hmm. everyone's got such powerful taste buds. Anyway, let's go to the back to tank. Let's go. You guys talk. I'm going to grab a beer and an Oreo. If I had more time and energy and desire to get real fancy with the editing of the show, I would try to craft some kind of back to tank flashback jingle to play. Cause I think you just have to do the like, glub, 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 glub. <laughs> but, but put a melody. They to should it. do that every time he goes into a flashback. I need a musical sting for the back to tank. Cause it's a back yeah. to tank flashback time. And he is, goes back to it's post exploitive, unnecessary killing of his Tuscan family and he is scouting out Jabba's palace we see lots of guards scurrying around it's very cool you know as the show's been very quiet at times and then they're camping out they, they get something to eat they they but they, 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 they scope a womp rat <laughs> and banthas are carnivorous I guess they don't you know they don't <laughs> got a carnivorous like vibe to eat whatever they yeah. won't you know they're not dis- they're not picky they're the garbage disposals of the desert. Yeah. Of the dude sea. <laughs> he sees uh I 
Tamara Morrison, the way he delivers some Star Wars words in the season is very appealing to my ears. I love the way yes. he says Tatooine. Yeah. Yep. But uh, we see like flares going off, explosions, and oh. And we get the musical sting. Yes. Oh. For Mando. Mm-hmm. The first of a couple in this episode. Yeah. And then the endorphins yeah. just start running. And right. you're like, yes, I know that guy. I know that guy. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I wasn't super mad about the spoilers showing that Mando shows up in this episode. Because they, they all but say it, right? You know, right. The, like, like Jane just said, at the end of this episode, they literally play the Mando theme. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, he's coming. He finds Fennec, who's been gut shot. With her running with Dirt Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he takes her, to, I guess, <laughs> because of the sequence. This so is... Apparently, this is, apparently in Moss Eisley, there's a, d- a very different side yeah. part of Moss Eisley than what uh, Obi-Wan and Luke went to. <laughs> we got i do love of the or maybe favorite. this is a trend maybe these are just zoomers yeah, yeah exactly like, like okay let, let's think about this like these are kids who grew up during the empire mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the empire fell but things probably didn't get much better yeah. for the average literally person. the like vice president was a cyborg basically it was a mm. big black cyborg That's what true. if what if the New Republic gave everyone in the Outer Rim a stimulus check, and because of that, <laughs> everyone has to have like, a little extra spending money, and so everyone just bought weird stuff? I was wondering, like, how does the how does the economy work? Mm-hmm. And I know I don't I know don't tell me that's how we got the prequels. How, how does the economy of Star Wars work? I know that, but. But, like, where are they getting the money to, like, swap out their torsos? Like, do they have jobs? Yeah, they, wa- they water. That's the thing is tattooing. There's two things you can do. Bartender and harvest water. And then, like, be a, a rascal who gets murdered. That's true. I guess these all do have a little bit of that rascal who gets murdered energy. Yeah. Um, but it's basically styled like an EDM tattoo parlor. Yes. Um, I like the yes, spider eyes yes. girl. Yes, that was very good. Too scary. I liked her mod the best. Too scary. Yeah. Too They're scary. definitely... So it is interesting, the, the mashing together of the aesthetics of the prequels mm-hmm. into like the broader universe because you had like the very urban... Um, you know, uh, sleaze Bagano <laughs> style uh, characters, and this is basically the idea that they have kind of interspersed throughout the universe. So you have weird droid dirtbags everywhere now. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, the, the mind boggles, and there's no wrong, there's really no wrong answer for how any of this happened. So it is kind of fun that we we get to go sort of down that lsd trip um and i guess this uh the the tattoo artist is is like some drummer is he a drummer he's a some or he's a bassist musician he's He's a bassist yeah Yeah. um thundercat i didn't realize that he was a cameo so to speak uh, or whatever that version is i didn't recognize him on site but the way they framed and blocked and like introduced him i was like okay this is somebody this is some celebrity Yeah. yeah And that rocks. Um, I like that he had a battle droid arm, a super battle droid arm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's something weird about his hand, too, that came up. I started watching the, um, uh, was it Screen Crush um, uh, YouTube videos, and uh, they pointed out a lot of fun stuff of the robot. It's like, oh, these are all like 
callbacks. It's like, wow. I love robots really? in Star Wars. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I meant to watch one for episode five because I think every single robot is a callback to another robot explicitly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the droids in this episode were pretty good overall. Yeah. And then we have a uh, cyborg repair rave, which I, I, cut, I like some things about it and some things to Tim. We made a point earlier. It didn't really feel like Star Wars with the music yeah. and everything. And uh, but this right before the montage of him repairing, you know, Fennec. Uh, we have one of my a trope that I've always just find so interesting in, in film and movies across all genres is the tossing of a, a, bag of a vague bag of coins <laughs> and a person being like, okay, I'm like, but like, Why bro, you, say so? you don't know what's in there. Those that could be could bottle be caps. Full of rocks. Here's yeah, my sack like, of pennies. <laughs> it, it's very much the like John Wick thing of like the bag of coins is oh, yeah. not like a currency. It's just like, uh, this indicates a favor. <laughs> the bag of, of coins is not about the contents. The bag of coins itself is a representation yes. of a yeah. certain amount of money yes. or something. Yes, it's ye like, old bag of coin. Yeah, isn't it like things like children on top of not having object permanence can't tell the difference in volumes and they would rather have like more pennies than, you know, more dollars or whatever like that? Because it's like, I hey, do, it's I, more. I do appreciate about this that they are genuinely building up this culture of like these are the youths yeah like yeah. <laughs> like there is a subculture for young people he's like aren't, aren't you a little old to be here yeah and it feels yeah. like uh i don't think it's entirely successful even though i think it's a, a worthy try but it feels like there's someone that's like tomorrow morrison's too old it's gonna feel weird so let's put some kids around him it's like you know that just makes him feel a thousand percent, <laughs> right? Like, like, sure, a thirty-four-year-old Boba Fett played by a fifty or sixty-year-old actor. I think that He's rocks. Sixty, um, um, and I like him a lot. And there's no real negatives. He got ouched, even though the back is like, "You're good." It's like, am I? Um, but you know, like putting these Zoomers next to him is. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. It's this is how I would feel going to the mall right now and like walking into a Hot Topic oh, to God. buy a Naruto or or Boba Fett merch. Like I am so out of place and so uncomfortable. Where are your parents? <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. And I got a little stressed during the montage because I mean his look is cool. Uh, the the fixer, uh, what his character's name in this is uh, modifier. Simply just modifier. He's credited as. He has these cool yellow braids, but they were like in his face. I'm like, you're doing very like particular work on on a human body or something. You should pull those back in like a top knot or something. Like it'd be mm-hmm. like Tim, your long, your luscious long locks mm-hmm. being like stringing over your face while you're trying to perform surgery or something like that. It was giving me. It was stressing. Yeah, me I'm out. always hounding Tim about pulling back his hair while he's performing <laughs> surgery. Does he listen? Mm-hmm. No, I won't. Uh, I need to chew on it as as I as I get down. <laughs> no, you're right. It's definitely God, a very it's fuck? it's a weird vibe because typically these ripper docks on the fringes of town, which is explicitly like at first, like what the fuck? Where are we? Why is this here? How? And I'm gonna why is this here? But from a different uh, 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 connotation or intonation. But then they, they, they go out of their way to be like, oh, it's an, at the outskirts of Dirtbag Town. It's like, oh, well, okay, if at the outskirts of our towns is Dirtbaggy, what is the outskirts of the outskirts? Okay, right. friend science, whatever. But it was so clean. In Star Wars, 
is not clean. Star Trek is clean. Star Wars is not clean. That's the only difference. That there's one difference. <laughs> That's what makes them outsiders and fringe, Tim, is they care. Oh, fuck. It's reverse fringe. Yeah. Okay, never mind. It's good. Like, Star Wars, they don't have germ theory in Star Wars universe. You know how, like, doctors for a while didn't believe in germs, and the ones who did were, <laughs> yeah. like, they were la- like thought they were crazy people? Like, no, we should be keep things clean. It's good for... I mean, okay, we did have a Senator Queen die of childbirth not that long ago. Oh, so. No, no, yeah. she didn't die of childbirth. She died of a broken heart. Thank you, Tim. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that, the that's what the condition. robot, I think, said? I that's just, that's how incompetent the doctors are. It's like, <laughs> no, she's clearly bleeding out. And did not know she was having twins, which is deranged. <laughs> okay, okay, I haven't watched the prequels, but I've decided that, uh, you know... Uh, Queen Amidala is some sort of, um, you know, yeah, like natural <laughs> woo-woo rich white lady who might be an anti-vax, like five no, years ago would not be an anti-vaxxer. She wasn't what point. was wrong with the prequels. So. <laughs> <sighs> um, so they 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 fix her tum-tum. They give her, her, her robot tummy. I thought it was interesting the amount of detail they showed in... Yeah. It was, it was weird because it was, it didn't feel real because he's basically like, I'll take this pipe and put it in your tum tum and pipe go up and pipe go down, and yeah. then it's like here's this tube of blue blood and red blood. I mean, I thought it was, I'm glad they did it, but it was still very weird. But it's a very very weird thing to do to completely replace someone's tum tum without them buying, without them dying, and without it with it being again so gd clean. Why is that table not just strewn? With the guts. With blood. blood. Well, because everything is like blaster fire and it cauterizes That's the so wounds. That's so true. That's so true. So then I like, like the idea of he, he takes her and then just like goes out to a random patch of desert and just lays her in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, while he eats some black melons. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't like that little puff of like smoke they exhale when you open yeah. them. And she and she says that it's it's icky. So... And he says, you, you learn to love it. You learn to love it, kid. Yeah. It's um, just a baffling series of scenes that are, again, <laughs> inherently not bad. Well, whatever. But not as bad as the p- previous episode. But it's just like, yeah. whoa, what is happening? Yeah. And slightly my brain is bleached from the previous episodes. There was no Vespa races that were doo-doo. Don't know what you're talking about, Tim. <laughs> They go back and scope out the palace again, and I love her sniper well, well, rifle. So first, there's first there's the part where she wakes up and is like, "What the fuck?" Yes, <laughs> and, and oh, he like you, refuses. He refuses to meet her at her level of confusion and anxiety. Like he will not go up even like one smidge right. from his chill self. Right. He's like, I flamethrowered my way out of a goddamn. Um, uh, Sarlacc and spent five years with the Tuscans. You were just out there for like two days, and I found you. And you were shooting blasters in the air. So to me, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, why are you freaking out? You're being insane right now. I'm yes. really <laughs> glad, Jane, you pulled this back because this is the moment I was talking about where this is there's a moment of dialogue here that I am like, okay, that maybe has implications, but it's does just justify an entire episode for that one piece of dialogue. It's when he tells her what happened and that his like Tuscan family uh, was murdered 
and he he says by the Nikto speeder bike gang, and she makes kind of like a she's kind of incredulous about it, like really, mm-hmm. like Nikto, yeah. like those like those dummies, yeah. And and part of me's like that'd be really convenient, like if they had this, if it was the Pikes did it and then sprayed the little symbol of yeah. the speeder bike gang. I think that's what we're we're supposed to think, or not? I know, but the, yeah, the Pikes got the speeder gang to do it and probably gave them like. Better right. shit to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why Mando right. kills him at the end too. Yeah. Oh yeah, the I, revenge tour at the end does rule, and I have no notes. That rocks super hard. <laughs> yeah. So so they, the reason that he has saved Fennec first of all is because he's a nice old doddering dad now. Mm-hmm. Um. Second, it's because he wants help getting his ship back. His ship that is not named by name. Um, mm-hmm. because they are trying to distance themselves from something that I think you Why? Up What's last wrong episode. about it, Jane? Uh, it has a problematic name. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are trying to distance themselves from that, which good on them, but also they didn't need to go and get the ship back. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, no. And they, they, instead of like being afraid of keyboard warriors being like, you took the slave word out of it. What the fuck is a fire spray or whatever they called it? Um, uh, it's like, well, that's the type of ship, you know? I mean, well, Solo doesn't call his fucking ship the YT whatever aid or whatever it's called. I don't remember. Um, but again, they, this was the perfect moment for him to be like, I, you know, they probably don't want to be like, I was a slave. Don't you think being a, a for contract murderer, isn't that, isn't, isn't that, aren't we the same? But he could have like very easily been like, no, that's the old me. That's the, and then like, you know, did a, a classic, I don't know, uh, repaint it for his own vibe. And that would have been cool. I would have been like, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, it felt like a much, it was felt like them being cowards on both yeah. sides, like afraid of right wingers, you know, yeah. uh, yelling at them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, on one hand, I got it. On the other hand, I kind of see it along the lines of like uh, hardware companies are trying to get out of using master slave language so (laughs) now granted we should hold them to uh since they're a media company we should hold them to a higher standard but i think generally speaking getting away from it's probably good i mean i guess no i think i think it's all good it's an it's It's, an insane name to have for (laughs) the biggest (laughs) yeah for the biggest media thing on the planet right so it'd be like yeah if pokemon (laughs) there was like a pokemon with the word slave in it i mean this is all it is right Uh, um but yeah yeah, no they had they had a basically what i'm saying is there's a moment boba could have talked about it instead they're just being chicken shit and yeah. tomorrow Morrison has to do an interview. He's like, yeah, I guess we changed the name. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> like, okay. We're just not going to mention it? No, we're not. It, we killed the fucking Sarlacc pick with the boing boing blah, 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 bomb. You guys love the boing bomb. I, I, like, I we do, do love I the boing do, bomb. I do love it. <laughs> yes, I do love true. that sound. Yeah. Uh, okay, so th- so they spring his ship that is the fire spray or well, whatever. That was a good set piece, though. Yeah, that, that was, was fun, fun. That shoot up, but before that, they're, when they're creeping through the palace. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, feel- how can we forget the kitchen? Yeah, the kitchen <laughs> how, sequence. How can, again, quick. this continues to be the prequels of the Mandalorian. How do we it's feel so about good. overall? Not just in this, just over. How do you both feel about the concept of a droid chef now? Do you posit, are you in the camp that a droid would be a terrible chef because they don't eat food? So what mm-hmm. the fuck do they know? Or that mm-hmm. a droid would be able to cook things to such perfect, spec- you know, chop, dice, mince, yeah. and then cook things to such perfect specifications that it would be excellent? 
I, I'm torn because I like to cook when I chop, I embrace the jazz of it all. The idea of every individual piece being the exact same is, is poo poo to me. I want some, and yes, it's like, okay, well that means this piece won't be as quote unquote cooked as that piece. Like exactly delicious variety. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be perfect. So for you, the imperfections, the imperfections are the perfections of cooking. Yeah. And yeah, that's what love it, is it could- baby. It could end up being like, you know, a, a violin that after being played for so long develops its own sort of seasoning and timber to it. <laughs> the robot would be like, no, you don't like onions anymore. Here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mostly, and the reason that I'm pretending that I think the food that these droids cooked would be any good is because I love them. <laughs> I love them. I They better still work there. Yes, I know that their heads were cut off, but like people yeah. can fix droids. Yeah. They better still be there. Yeah, they don't have souls. You can just like replug them back in. Uh, and they did at the end show that little guy with the, the ears. He's still kicking yeah. around. So. <laughs> I, again, I can't decide... <laughs> If it's great or it's terrible. No, it's good. When he catches the little droid, he goes like, I am Boba Fett. And the droid turns itself off. So, so good. (laughs) I I know that this is the show at its most prequelsy, but it was also incredibly good. And I would change absolutely nothing about it. I was watching and I was like, I know that we're... we're, I can't think of any other show where we're supposed to be rooting for the big guy who's trying to beat up this cute little robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're supposed to be like, catch him, catch him. And it's like, no, he's just trying. He's just a rat catcher. He just yeah. wants to hit the guys with his little stick. Yeah. 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 Don't menace yeah. him. It was an insane scene. Uh, and <laughs> that's why I, I don't really want to, you know, critique it at all. Uh, I, th- I, the only part that I thought went a little too long in that it happened, I guess, is when, uh, <laughs> the big guy was chasing the rat catcher. That was, that was <laughs> not as successful. Uh, but the, the robot chopper is doing a bad job. It looks like it yes, is basically doing- willy and nilly. Like, I don't fucking know what's good about yeah. this. And I guess these robots were in the prequels. So, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense that they're here and it's very scary. And I like that they... We're doing a callback to um, uh, General Grievous with the way it fought. I thought that was the cool. spinning the blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then we have yeah, that's the as you said, Jane, uh, a fun set piece with the shootout and like you know they're yelling back and forth. Boba's trying to pilot the ship out, and Fennec's mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing up there? Ah, give me time." And, yeah, that's a classic one we all love. That's a video mm-hmm. game thing. It's like I need you to stay in this room and stand near this console. For right. two minutes as action happens around you. Yeah. Yes. I ha- okay. I, I hate to stop the action, but I am going to. Please. It is very interesting to me that you have these two characters, one of whom Boba Fett, all-time classic, one of whom M- Mulan, all-time classic, constantly getting into scrapes and bantering with each other zero sexual tension i'm very Mm. happy about it i don't want them to Mm -hmm. but it's like it's fascinating that they managed to not have yeah managed to be friends but they have no chemistry that's like not even friend chemistry i love them together and i don't think everyone has to have a spark right even if it's just like a friendly spark but like it's so weird you're you're totally right and 
it is sort of a, a maniac thing to be like, why not? Right. And that's obviously not what you're saying, but, um, <laughs> but I, there is a part of me that it thinks that it exists that way because of Disney, not because right. of what, so, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll take this delicious dish and accept it for what it is as, you know, uh, a, a, a reversal of what we expect. Um, but I need, I need, I need what maybe Crane and Tan and, and Boa might get together. I don't know. Who knows? It's true. <laughs> I, I just think it's really interesting that like through by accident and through trying to create something that seems to be pretty like neuter, mm-hmm. they have in- inadvertently created a TV show about finding new friends in your middle age. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like they're just... Yeah, they moved to Florida where it's hot and shitty, and and start <laughs> try to take over the the local yeah. like you know cl- housing development club, and I think that rocks. It is good. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I mean the only important thing of this scene is that they've shoot a gonk droid and it explodes. So everyone who knows what gonk droids are mm-hmm. can turn to whoever they're watching it with and say, "That's a gonk droid. They're refueling droids. That's why it exploded." That's the important part. Mm-hmm. That part rocked. Also, it's it's a cool scene. It works. I think it works. Yeah, I was really mad because it exploded, and I was like, "Why did it explode?" And then I knew why it exploded, and then I was like, "I shouldn't know." It's like now I'm mad that. at myself. <laughs> yeah, like I know too much about this. Like, that's a garbage. That's not. That's not. Anyway, and I think um, I think they they are having some fun. I think this this episode on the whole is very fun, and I think they're having fun with li- looking at the camera and being like, "What the fuck is this ship?" Why does it exist this way? Also, even like later, we have the most insane shot of a spaceship in Star Wars ever. <laughs> ever. This like, you know, they're just having so much fun with just the concept of the Fire Star or whatever. Yeah, it's it's very good and stupid and points out how this the ship kind of sucks, but whatever. Yeah, because this dummy wants to get his ship back so that he can go and shine its flashlight into the Sarlacc pit to try and get his armor. <laughs> right. And you can see on Fennec's face, she's like, what is happening? Right. Why did I agree what, to stay yeah. working with this guy? <laughs> like of, of the, all the places to go on this planet, like, let's do the, the, the one little patch that's, that you're not supposed to go to. I like yeah. that he, I guess he's just so out of it because he doesn't remember he had his armor on when he climbed out. Uh, which I guess it's no. Fair. He does. He he must. He must have been in shock and whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then he's. But he says a thing too at this moment when they fly out of the Sarlacc that I guess I don't know how long I thought he was yeah. with the Tuscans. I didn't necessarily think it was multiple years. Right. But apparently it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And you know, I don't know what that makes me feel other than saying the word. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think they they shat the bed. Uh, with that with them so much so uh, which is a bummer because it was you know something that i i think was the most interesting thing outside of isn't it cool that we have a show with the action figure guy you know yeah Um, yeah it's mm -hmm. so infuriating like even now as they're talking about it i'm like yes i know that this is your motivation but also it is stupid and a waste of potential and of time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's it's funny because like we were always, we, not just us, you know, the vague sort of uh, viewer commenting apparatus was like, why is he doing this? Like, I think we know 
but why? But yes, they had to fridge the Tuscans, but why else? And on top of that, it's like, okay, well, he has to explicitly say it. I do think them being like, like he basically implies that like how many motherfuckers had to die for, uh, because people are stupid and why can't we do it better? So there's like the aspect of it of like, I'm going to clean this place up. But the other aspect of it is less, it, it is that, it is completely those things. But it's also like I don't have to be as messy as as you know dramatic. There's so much drama right. in the mafia gang. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I thought that part was something that isn't necessarily talked about um, as much. Like there's there's so much you know collateral damage with doing a cartel. What if we did our cartel better? And I, I thought that part was was good. And, you know, I thought they took way too long to say it. We knew what it was from episode one and a half, right? right. Um, and that just kind of makes you shrug slightly, even though I think it was an impactful moment, which is why if we started in the past, like you said, you know, have him be in the back to the scenes were useless other than getting to, to see them and, and once again remarking on how weird star wars is which is good i think but besides that it's like sure i i i i physically spiritually like to think about tomorrow morrison having to act in here being like oh shit i hope i'm not claustrophobic oh shit i hope this scuba gear doesn't break that brings me joy but besides that they're like not inherently useful so yeah. uh, other than he needs to get ripped out of it from Chris and Tan, uh, but we should have just had motherfucking, you know, uh, start each episode in Java's palace, him in the back to tank. That's all you needed. And then go chronologically. You could even weirdly somehow have him ripped out of the bo- the tank uh, by Karen Santana and just had him like um uh, recruited yeah. at some other point because that was a very jarring scene that oh ruled. my god <laughs> and then it, it turned into the the world's most boring uh uh lost potential fight scene with like the best sort of setup but yeah no if we had all this this, this like pathos and whatever and then maybe they would have felt capable and willing to not just murder the tuscans off screen Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it was, I don't know. It's, it's, there it are structural um, issues with this yep. show. Yeah. But, like, I enjoy the world building. I enjoy the set pieces. I enjoy a lot of what they're trying to do. I enjoy the characters, even though they give kind of muted performances. And I think yeah. we'll see when we talk about the next episode that, like, there's this little zhuzh that's maybe missing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But where I did feel the zhuzh was in the scene with Kirsten Tan. Right. So we come back to present day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to and talk about... <laughs> I need to talk about the Sarlacc pit and the shoot and the okay. blowing up the, okay, the speeder Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. We Let's just finish the, uh, the, 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 the old stuff. He gets his ship, which we do not name, back... And he hunts down the speeder bike gang. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. It was nice that he just straight up murdered them, though. Yes. Like, pulling no punches. Like, they are extremely dead. Yes. He, he, and it was an, a hint of morality, like his sense of justice, that is criminal. Yes. <laughs> like, it's one of very few things that he has done that is a crime. Ah. <laughs> uh. I disagree. It's Tatooine. There are no rules once you go out into the the Dune yeah. Sea. He was forget you, it. You're allowed to, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not illegal to settle a score. I, to, I I think that's my opinion. But no, you're you're absolutely right. You know, you're absolutely right. That's it's such a good. Uh, he's looking at the camera and be like, "This is who I am." You know, because so much um, of the show is weird. Is because he's playing 
the Boba Fett video game is the good guy and never choose. He's always choosing the Paragon path and never the Renegade. Yeah. Sure, he's in, in, in Boba Fett-like situations, but this is absolutely the Renegade path. He doesn't oh, yeah. bring them into the local constabulary or let the, like other cartel deal with them right no he kills them in a very scary sort of style that pulls from like a lot of like world war ii and others yeah. you know uh, media that you know star that's star wars always takes from but yeah just that like strafing run oh it's, it was it was rad it was very scary for them yes yes mm-hmm. it was like oh we don't want to make this guy mad yeah um, and then and the not Sarlacc. just he'll be disappointed in us yeah exactly no i mean <laughs> fuck he's it, such an idiot yeah I, I, the Sarlacc was so the most stupid. insane scene. I love him. Yes, that was peak himboization of Boba Fett for sure. Because yes. at first we're not like, oh, is he like just dumb? Is he too goody two shoes now? Is he is he just trusting after he's in the stomach? Like, no, man, he he has become bimbofied and he he cannot help it. He always has like a next thing that he wants to do and he will move towards that goal using whatever he has at his disposal and does not stop to think, am I strong enough to do this? Do uh, is it a good idea? It's He's like, always... no, I I want my armor. Oh <laughs> like... yeah, it's it's always a straight line. And thank God he saw those flares because <laughs> if he didn't see those flares, he probably would have stood in that desert like a broken NPC in Skyrim for like <laughs> you know fifty years, like trying to find his way in or something like that. So yeah. so in this case, it is definitely something where Fennec brings a little bit of. Where he's more of the straight man and Fennec actually, I think, brings some um, energy to it. Yeah. With him basically being like, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing, firing this gun into the Sarlacc so it doesn't um, engulf me. And her being like, this is not working. Can we please use a bomb? Can I press this button? Yeah. Can I pull a Grogu? And we saw the, the beak I mentioned. Uh, I hate yeah, I, I felt that. bad for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate the beak. In in terms of the um, wisecracks, though, this is by far my favorite wisecrack of the entire series to date, which was when he says, next time, don't touch my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think, the only wisecrack that for me has actually made me laugh. Yeah. No, it's a deeply, deeply funny scene because it's <laughs> just insane. It yeah. is it, like this is every Star Wars spaceship video game before the like ps2 where it's like we would accidentally all like crash and then find our our like naboo starfighter accidentally not blown up but like trying to fly into a cave you'd be like okay i guess i exist here and we you know we don't really know how star wars technology works and we're not meant to but the fact that it can just slowly goose itself down into a <laughs> hole and they do the wide shot they want you to see how I assume they want you to see how weird this is. Like they would not do that wide shot without us being like astonished, you know, amazed at it and and sort of the like confused fashion of it. Like, how is this happening? (laughs) It's very different from a lot of the motivations of characters and other Star Wars where they are trying to save the world or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. he just wants his stuff back really bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Moby Dick to him. Yes. Yes. And if, it's like if Moby Dick was on his lawn and he yeah. wanted to get Moby Dick off his front lawn, you yeah. rascal or something. And, and I feel like I am so glad for many, many reasons that 
Book of Boba came after the Mandalorian, but yeah. one of them that they had the chance to hammer home like armor, armor, armor. This is their deal. This is all they care about, yep. which was mm-hmm. in Legends and and in other media. But um, I don't know if someone had just watched the movies and then the TV shows, if they would know that like, no, I mean, he's being very stupid about it, but there is a reason why he is fixated on getting his armor back. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think they would. I would have probably just thought like, "Oh, they need the shot of him in the armor for, for the for the toys for the action figures," <laughs> and they'd be right to do it. They'd be right to do it. But we do get that sweet audio candy of the detonator. How many I times do you think they love that. do it? I love it. it. Still works. Probably every know. time, right? I, forever for me. I just love it. Just... Also, Fennec dropping down and landing on the like in on the bowl shaped mm-hmm. sort of uh, what is it visor Dis- cockpit vi- whatever cockpit yeah I think all those and then like right. having to do the the like work of writing herself and climbing yeah. around that they have been weirdly good about how the interiors of ships work yeah mm-hmm. in the in these shows and yeah that definitely for what, it was a fun bit of business for yeah. whatever reason no and i think whoever is in charge of that specific piece is definitely wants to show the audience how the firestar works um yeah. because it's an insane ship yeah sorry remind me how do they find why do they go to why do they go to Mandalorian? Why do they do that? I forget. Like, he wanted his armor, but how did Finnick know it? Did they find, like, a distress beacon or something? I know that they, they, they told us. They told, like, why did Finnick and and Boba Fett go save uh, Din Djarin and Grogu? Because they, they had his armor. Right, how did they, they know that? His, he saw him. There's a shot in the scene with Timothy, with Cobb Vanth when he, at the first season of He Leaves, there's a shot of black boots and like a black robe. Oh, watching so they, him leave. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that that sort of um, they do do a montage at the end of this of like, okay, here we are, we're yep. caught up. So I think, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha. I just completely forgot how they. I wasn't sure if it's like, oh, you want that armor? I know a guy that has that armor, but yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, he saw him. I th- I think it's assumed that he knew Cobbmanth had his armor or had heard about it and was going there, and he got there in time and saw Mando leave with it, Does, and then he I- followed him. Yeah, I assume that the timeline has to work because it's Disney, but, like, it feels very weird because I thought that that was before, like, the timing of him rescuing Fennec but still not knowing where his armor is, like, I thought that he saw Boba before, nah, No, because Fennec was first season. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but it still doesn't make any sense to me because he would have absolutely, the fact that he would show restraint especially in this zone when he blew up a big sandworm and uh, rode down. It doesn't make any sense that he showed restraint, but I guess maybe he did. I don't know. They'll ex- I'm sure yeah. they'll explain it in a back to tank flashback. <laughs> no, he's fully healed now. I thought, yeah, oh, sorry. I thought, spoiler. Yes. But... No, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I want him to still sleep in him. because like, well, I've, I've kind of gotten used to it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, sl- when you like, live near a train track for too long, yeah. it's like, now <laughs> I can't sleep without the you train. You have the fan on, even though it's winter because yeah. of white noise. Yeah. He's going to sw- sleep in a very specific smelling waterbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked because I thought I just couldn't remember, but it sounds like either they didn't do a good enough job or you can't remember. I'm, but I'm pretty sure they explicitly said yeah. it, but it's like probably not as tight as I'd want. 
Yeah. Well, and now we're doing like nested flashbacks that are cutting through (laughs) into other media that did happen in chronological order. So like it's the the beats are a little bit. And every time like they show a spaceship in a Jedi reference landing on Tatooine, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're gonna go talk to Obi-Wan. I'm like, no, he's very (laughs) dead. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) No, he's just got robot legs now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's doing a Darth Maul. <laughs> His soul, like, is possessing one of those little rat box robots that zip around <laughs> on the Death Star. <laughs> Luke, I carry messages for the Okay, Empire. no, we we have to talk about Kersantan. Yeah, so Kersantan <laughs> is uh, drinking his sorrows at Garce's place and eyeballing some Trandoshans who are who are playing who are gambling. And I I, I was curious. So in the lore, I guess Trandoshans are have a real thing for like hunting and capturing and enslaving Wookiees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks again and- to the Screen Crush uh, YouTube for pointing that out to me too. But there was like the situation where I completely forgot that the Transocean in episode one, uh, his um, uh, oh yeah, his tribute offering was a, was a Wookiee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Transocians—they're like big game hunters. Like, that's their entire culture mm. is around hunting other uh, sentient sapient creatures, and they cool. just love killing Wookiees. So I can imagine as a Wookiee and as a gladiator um, who has seen a lot of shit, seeing these Trandoshans continuing to land on black and, like, win all this money you know, must yeah. have been infuriating. Yeah, it's 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 a very subtle scene that... Unfortunately, I think <laughs> much like the gonk droid, the gonk droid, you turn and say, that's a gonk droid when it explodes. <laughs> but you say that's chappy, uh, essentially. But for this, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I think this, the scene rules and rocks. It's, it's Rambo, right? It's, yeah. it's sort of like PTSD flashback. How dare you? Um, you know, send all these boys to die and not get punished for it, right? All that good shit. But we are missing so much context. You really, for for a Disney program, you know, to n- know this <laughs> mm-hmm. much lore for a show that, like, mo- like even the the not most you know corporatized media doesn't doesn't l- rely on the audience to 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 put these many pieces together. Because I don't think we need the the backstory. It's pretty, but it also yeah. just seems like he's just a prick. You, I I think yeah. it's just as likely to assume that oh he's just mad and and wants to fight. Mm-hmm. I think that works too. But I think yeah. it rules if you think of him as Rambo from Rambo One, not the rest mm-hmm. of the films. I haven't seen. All I'm surprised when the Trandoshans didn't like try and be like, what? It's a compliment. <laughs> it means we think you're really hard, like good game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most dangerous game. We love to be called it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when Kersantan comes over, beats the ever loving guts out of a bunch of the um, Trandoshans, and then lifts the final one up like he's going to choke him out. Um, and and Garza comes out. Uh, she does have some explanation and trying yep. to like get into his head and say like, oh, you know, you're such a strong gladiator and you've really struggled and they have historically been, you know, so cruel to you. So I think that it does kind of give some context, even yeah. though she's just blowing smoke up his ass. Yeah. I was so surprised that it didn't work. 
No, they totally. No, me. great. They yeah. got yeah. me so good. <laughs> like, I yeah. did a little squeak. Uh, I'm not too proud to say it. I did a squeak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love that speech. Side note, we talked about in the first episode, like, how good, like, Tamar Morrison looks good for his age and how amazing McNaw Wen looks. Jennifer Beals is 58. No, I mean, as insane as it is about McNaw Wen and Tamar Morrison, I did not realize she was Flashdance Girl because she is, like, one of my notes is don't talk about how hot she is because it's not just a Twilight thing, but she, like it's PTSD Wookie. She is hot. Are they gonna hire Mando? Like she is so fucking hot. She's and very very hot. It rules. Good for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for her. Yeah, he does. He pulls the the classic Wookie move of ripping off that Trandoshan's arm. Yeah, I guess and and then Trandoshans are lizard it's a matter people, of honor. so they'll grow back. Whatever. <laughs> Does he okay. kill one? I forget. Does he like break his arm back? Does he kill one? I forget. I assumed like at least two thirds of them were dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the way that she just like rolls her eyes. Whew. Yeah. She says that she's going to clear his bar tab um, if he puts the Trandoshan down. And he said he rips his arm off and throws him to the ground and leaves. And you're right, Tim, the moment where she just kind of like shrugs yeah. and she's just like, worth a shot like that was such a persuasion check yep mm-hmm. it was a contested persuasion check where she rolled really well and he rolled a crit and yeah, did what no, he wanted was, to do it was it, it felt almost out of place in the book of boba fett <laughs> because yeah. it was perfect you know it was so good yeah. she is so good in the scene it's so good and even missing some of the context at the start um, and then it's like some of the deeper context throughout the whole whole of it and forgetting the Wookiee pelt from episode one, you know. Um, yeah, no, I th- it all, uh, toe to tip, I, I would have loved a kissy more of, of you know, I don't want to dumb things down, but I thought this could have given like just a, like, a, a, like crank the knob on the old um, yeah. emotion factor. Like maybe even went like, mention it before if if i don't know ming na wins uh, uh um, wanted to like hey we should hire him it's like i don't know we want to make nice with the transoceans and you know how they are they're gonna fight da, da, da. i mean they didn't need it i think it it like you said it, it saved it at the end but yeah. i it's like i wish i was on that ride the whole time i, knew, I wish i knew was, I explicitly why it was happening and that's more of a me mm-hmm. problem i have a problem if like i don't know why it's happening if there's like five equally like logical yeah. reasons and it's like well well yep. am i allowed to praise it f- that it works on five levels if 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 it turns out it's explicitly one of these and that's that's a me thing that's always gonna be a me thing yeah. um but it was so good but we get what we were hoping for last episode and that boba offers him a job join his crew yeah i thought you were gonna say that we got what we were hoping for which is confirmation that it is max rebo um <laughs> 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 Yeah. vindication yeah. for yours truly <laughs> no uh, yeah I, I mean i, I want to see max rebo's back to tank flashback then how did he get yeah much like <laughs> getting much like getting uh, a wordle and your second or third guess i i you know sure it's sure it's max rebo sure it is of course it is and just like how the next episode every fucking robot is a robot from the, a video game or whatever like listen that. max yeah. rebo's keyboard he's a special button it 
extends all around him, and it's like an escape pod. Uh, that jets. is true. Uh, yeah, no, they're gonna I go back and like re-edit it, and there's gonna be like a blue spaceship that, that shoots off or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, I hope that they have full versions of his songs on the um, Book of Boba Fett soundtrack. Mm. That'd be great. Hit it, Max, because um, they are yeah. very catchy. And then Chris Anton accepts, which is awesome. Yep. And then we've got our like meeting of the Capos, the Dons, the fa- the the four families of Tatooine. That was also this episode. Like, it's yeah. such a weird episode yeah, because we... so much happens, but it's structurally exactly. so strange. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Nothing wrong with this scene at all. Just to me, uh, I don't know. Uh, lack salt, lack spice. Yeah. For some it was weird though. They had the whole thing lack and. Spice. No, it's like, yeah, okay. I don't know. It's just, again, him being kind of dumb. Or it's like, look, okay, you don't have to necessarily join me. It's like, I feel like what you'd what you'd normally see is, no, you're going to join me. Or I have something planned for you where you're not leaving this place alive. Right. Maybe that don't join me. Uh, that'd be, you see it all the time in mob movies or like James Bond movies. Um, <laughs> he's content with, okay, just like promise you guys won't like do anything then. Okay. Just like promise you won't, you won't join them and everyone's like sure yeah like i'm like i don't trust <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah you, okay you are going to get killed this is no skin off my back yeah, yeah. You'll get killed and then we will be fine yeah and finnick's like what and he's like they know he's gonna take they're gonna take over i'm like okay but they'll probably just work for them or something like, okay. yeah yeah these are not logical fellas he will not play ball with anybody and it's very strange, but I'm also growing to respect it. Yeah. Like, he's like, it's in their best interest to not betray me. So I'm just going to act like everyone's going to behave in their own best interest yeah. and fuck them if they don't. Yeah. It's like, Boba, you're a crime lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crime, the gentleman's Please be sneaky. <laughs> Please be mm-hmm. sneaky. And now I don't really know, you know, go, going to all of that is like, I don't know what I want. And I'm kind of curious what you guys want. Do we want these crime lords to follow our himbo king's advice and stay neutral? Or do we want, finally, for the scene, for Fennec to say, I told you so, boss, and to to prove that he should have been ruthless murderer? I'm torn because I love Fennec, but I like the idea that he is playing good guy mode video game. I just I want him to be smarter though. I, if I like if I was writing that scene afterwards when they're alone, it would be like, now we need to just watch all of them and see which one of them goes to the pikes first. That's true, right? And then I'm gonna keep eyes on all of them. As soon as I see one of them go to the pikes, we move on that family, not the pikes. That family, wipe them out, and hopefully it consolidates the other three to yeah. us. Yeah. Did he say I, that he's gonna send the gutter punks after them? I forget. I wouldn't be surprised if. It's like retroactively that is revealed to have been his plan somehow. Yeah. Um, although there is zero reason why he wouldn't put Fennec on it, unless frankly he just is like it'll happen anyway. So, <laughs> so don't get all worked up about it. Like, I have a crush on you, and I wanted you to like me. Like, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I would. The show would be done. I yeah, hope they no. don't. Uh, but then we get. Our second really cool musical sting. Because they talk about they need to buy muscle. 
Yes, and they were like, they're gonna pay Mando. Mando's gonna come back. Yeah, man. I was so hyped when that happened. I love it. I love when shows do shit like that, where Mm. they wink at you and then do something quote unquote subtle. But this is pretty obvious. Someone asked me earlier today if they thought that I they should watch the book of Boba Fett. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I am enjoying it a lot. How interested are you in the world building aspects of Star Wars? Because if you are and like good cinematography, well, interesting cinematography, let's say, and like set pieces and like seeing some cool action scenes, like if you're interested in that, you should you should watch the show. If you're not, you know, I'm I'm not so sure yet, but you should still watch episode five as long as you watch the Mandalorian and enjoyed it because it is an episode of the Mandalorian, which is insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like it it is it is Book of Boba Fett episode five, but it's also just straight up an episode of the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like definitely. you have yeah, to. Watch I had a it. note in my personal notes. I was like, I don't know what it says about the show when the best episode oh, so God. far is actually yep. the episode of another show. I had the yep. same note. <laughs> yep. I had the same note. No, and I love that all of us are like, this episode rocks. Why? Comparatively. Is it because he doesn't take the mask off? Is it because we, Din Djarin's just like, a weirdo and they're always doing weird things i don't know like i it think is, it's toe to tip a it's also not on tatooine property. it's yeah, not, not on tatooine, tatooine. that's true they're on and halo also the i halo think the character halo. they've done they did a really good job through two seasons they basically have like really defined the, the, who this character is that's his flaws that's what he wants true. what his aims are yeah but Boba, I, I mandalorian was more interesting from the go than yeah. book of bobo has been that first That's episode true. when he's like, like, he's on that ice planet with Brian Posehn and Horatio Sands. Yeah, that rules. the opening of, <laughs> yes, that's very fair. But speaking of our, our boy, our sweet, awkward oh, boy. Oh, my God. Um, oh, this, five. This, this is the, I wish there was more Star Wars shows so that I could, so that it meant more when I said this is the best episode of Star Wars extended yeah. universe live action shows. Because, because it, of course it, it, is. it is so much like the first episode of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. a direct callback to oh, that. Yeah. But he's a changed uh. guy. Like, this is the thing about character change. Like, he's still wearing the armor. We still can't see his face. He's yep. still going and behaving in the same way. But he, it's a different Mando. Yeah. He's been through so much. He's still kind of a dork. Which I respect. Mm-hmm. He's, he's such a he's dork. still a dweeb, uh, uh, and you know the other thing that like he cuts it, himself on his fucking sword. Yes, yeah, and that's what that's, and that's what I wanted to bring up. That's the other thing. Even if this episode was bad, yeah. if it somehow followed the book of Boba Fett's uh, editing issues um, and pace issues, uh, the fact that we see someone using I'm just gonna say it a lightsaber. And fucking up is perfect. You know, it's sometimes in mm-hmm. these these the series is there's a little bit of looking at the camera and winking, right? I kind of think some of the uh, slave one or whatever is, uh, stuff is like, isn't the ship weird? The fact that he hurts himself with the the dark saber is perfect because that's all that mm-hmm. it's come up in everyone's brains for fifty years, and it's just like. Obviously, if you don't train with this motherfucker, you're gonna hurt yourself. And he immediately does it. And it's a dude that gets shot with blaster rifles 
a thousand times an episode and he's chill. But this one time he gives himself the most gnarly road rashy cut on himself yeah. just by accidentally putting the blade near him. And it's like <laughs> something that we've always thought about. And it almost just like these weapons didn't feel dangerous because the people that wielded yeah. them wielded them so well. And I love, 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 love that he hurt himself with it. It's like best yeah. choice of the entire episode. Yeah, because so. he's stomping into a fish um, kitchen or a butcher, a butcher. shop. A Run butcher by, shop. Uh, uh, bull, bulldogs and pugs. Yes. Clatoonians. Clatoonians. Um, he's stomping in because he has a, a bounty on one of the big bosses in the back. They're back, baby! They're yes. back! Chain code! <laughs> Say with me. Oh, the fobs. I'm like, I rolled my eyes because uh, uh, Pat fob. was earlier was like, I'm. He was basically winking. He's like, I'm excited to hear what you say about this episode, and I didn't wasn't thinking about it. As soon as I saw the chain code, it's like that's what he's yeah. talking about. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But the 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 uh, the the bad boy being like, that's not me. Like that that <laughs> rules. That's, that should always be your first move. Is like you're a racist. How dare yeah. you <laughs> that, 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 say that? All of us look alike, even though I have the exact same facial mm. uh, uh, piercings and everything like that. Yeah. No, that was and perfect. You expect him to pull out the sword and just like destroy everyone, but yeah. instead it's a very awkward, wobbly fight. Yep. He injures himself. He like. He clearly isn't meaning to cut the guy in half and the table in half at the same time. Like it's yep. just a very it's a huge disconnect between him and this weapon that like he didn't really choose. It chose him. True. And it's more of a burden than like a tool for Right. Him and I think that's point. part of the reason why we've always said uh Din Djarin rules is because he never wants anything. Things are just foisted upon him. So like if he didn't melt down the spear you know, in episode five of season eight, he would just be weighed down with every culture's relics that were some yes. kind of Mandalore. <laughs> he's like, ka-chunk, ka ka uh, Yeah, he's always just slightly put off by everything. And and, and if someone tells him to do something, he's like, okay. Uh, so yeah, no, the, the fact that he's not good at it is so many great choices in this fight scene. The fight scene is so awkward. It's perfect. Especially because so the fight scenes in this show it, that's what's insane to me is that to say that this is an episode of book Boba fed is, is wrong like you like you said right this is just an episode of mandalorian the fact that it's good the fact that bryce dallas howard directed it i don't know if she's directed any of the book of boba fett's yet but i know she did several of the mandalorians it it's it's insane to me that it it, it works in every level and it's like the best that this the show has been yeah and can can we talk about just his selling of that injury and his like just the voice acting of I am barely keeping it together. I am in excruciating pain, but if I show weakness, I am outnumbered like 20 to one. They could probably take me down right now because I'm in so much pain. So I am going to act like I am magnanimously giving them all of this, which he was, but also like doing his best to never show that he was injured. Mm -hmm. Um was uh, just the fact that he can sell like that while not having a face. Yeah. Like his first of all, I don't know if it was him or his body double, but whoever was in the suit did a great, great job. And and his voice acting is stellar. Yeah, he's just kind of like tired and hurt. And the way that he delivers lines is not very compelling. And I think that's what's so cool about him is he's always just like, this, please, 
just do this. And, and I don't think he has <laughs> desperation like... in his voice because I don't think he's that self-aware. No. It's not. But it's it... not desperation. It's exasperation. It's like, yeah, he's like, come. I don't have any right to these credits. That'd be stealing, which yeah. is wrong, by the way. Yeah. But if you think it's worth it to let me go to have your cut, please do. And yeah, it's just a, a, a weird melange of of different emotions that don't typically. Uh, uh, exist within a badass like uh, metal armored um, murder machine. So I'm I'm forming a thought here, which is that all of the like body mod kitties are Zoomers, but Mando is a millennial. Yeah, Mando is a millennial where he's Even like elder millennial. Yeah, <laughs> an elder millennial. Yeah, where he's like, I just, I <laughs> please, <laughs> just just mm-hmm. let me go turn in this guy's head. It's like I got Which, into spiritualism. I like the I can't get a job when he's walking. He's limping back. I like the reveal. He's on like some kind of like ring world. world. Yeah, the Halo design of this world was so cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's really interesting. We have, I don't I don't believe you know maybe there's a, a Clone War app, Jane, but um, this is such out of left field for Star Wars, but doesn't feel out of place. Weirdly, yeah. Um, I think whenever they. When they get close to the hit program, The Expanse, it works. Mm-hmm. Whenever they do something different, I don't know. It's, it's again, Star Wars kind of has to be dirty. And while, and, and initially, this didn't really seem like a dirty, a dirty world, then we see the bottom of it. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got all these dirty yeah. ass pipes. You need all the plumbing and shit like that. Yeah, this was some Citadel Mass Effect vibe. Yes, yes. Where there's like a, a quest to go talk to all the weird spiders. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Yeah, and, and and the way that they kind of did the the sunlight, quote unquote, mm-hmm. through the, the ring world, you know, um, pl- the like elevator. Like, what the, the elevator scene? Yeah. Oh God, it was so good. <laughs> Everything was man. Yeah, man. Mandalorian rocks. And yeah. no, no dialogue in the elevator scene, and we didn't see human faces. Yeah. And yet, it was so instantly readable relatable being like i'm getting in an elevator mm-hmm. with this weird guy in a shiny suit is that a mandalorian oh god he has a head oh right. don't look right. don't look don't look don't look <laughs> and you uh, knew that, that was- <laughs> after he looked and that you looked at him and he was staring forward it's like he's gonna look again because that's that that, that yeah. is simply yeah. what happens and he does and he, but it took so long to do it was such a good choice uh yeah that scene ruled and you know i'm kind of too in noodling this idea of I don't know when it has happened before, but I don't like when quote unquote spinoff show needs to be saved by, you know, the character from what it's the originator. Yeah. And I feel like this happened recently. Um, and I cannot remember for the life of me. <laughs> Young Sheldon. No, Young I, Sheldon. Because I, I was like, well, Frasier always ruled. And even when, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson and and Lilith show up, the, the episodes are better. But Frasier's always good. But I feel like it must have been a um, a Marvel property or or something. Because it's like, it's like, where's this guy been? And then they just do a flashback episode. And it's like, oh, thank God. It's it's this guy. I, I, I know that, that this has happened. I don't think I completely made it up. But there is something that, I don't know, feels like you don't trust the work that you're doing as much. Yeah. And I that is not a statement that is bad or it's bad, but it's good that this exists. So I don't. So at the end of the day, I don't know what one does. Mm-hmm. With that realization, other than I guess yeah. I wish the rest of it was better. 
Fair point. Oh, what another thing, it? too, about not seeing any humans. This is a, a more or less pretty world. Typically, we don't always get uh, uh, diversity. And Star Wars, like, quote-unquote, species diversity is weird, whatever. I, I get it. It's it's hard to come up with enough, like, weird noses and ears and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is an alien world um, with mostly aliens and that is nice and, like you yeah. said, the cool part of the Citadel, I thought that was, that was rad. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, t- he takes the head to the night, the club. Those are fun. They're having a fun time at the table there, and they oh want my him God, to hang out with them. they're roasting him. Yeah. <laughs> they're roasting him to within an inch of his life. Come on. Him, take just a beer. forcing him to come and hang out because he hates it. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have sautéed my own leg with my own weapon, but I, this pain <laughs> is nothing compared to the uh, mental anguish I'm yeah. feeling in this social interaction right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to believe he's done a few jobs for this dude, and this dude yeah. loves fucking with him. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we even need to like it's it's on the it's on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. this is the thing, this is the confidence of storytelling that yes. I like. Where no, it's I, not I, like you know what, Jane, who's I think this you... guy? What's his deal? We don't know. But yeah. we also do know what his deal is. And his deal is that he's powerful, he has his friends over, and he wants to fuck with with man yeah no i think jane you kind of nailed it in the head i think the number one reason why this episode works is it's on the screen you know it's it's the it's the power of of just putting it there um which some of the other book of boba fett episodes did not do Mm -hmm. but he's so they're trying to get him to hang out with them mostly to torture him like this is definitely like your your older brother is hanging out in the basement with his friends and is like no come hang out with us yeah no hey have a beer no 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 thank you i'm gonna go play club penguin thank you his hot like gal friend like hits on you and is like is this real is it not real i don't know but the the sort of like fun takeaway for me of this episode is obviously I have no idea how many years it has or has not been, or if Obi-Wan can or cannot be in the scene. But the thing that I was kind of like curious about is does this new version of Din Djarin take his helmet off? Obviously the, like this scene works. it's one of those things, you know, kind of to harken back to what I said before, this scene works for a, a variety of reasons. But I also think that before you know whether it's just a scene where the guy is fucking with him or not, you know, just being that classic sleazebag mob guy, information guy. Uh, there, I think there is a moment where one could be like, well, is he trying to be more human? Uh, uh, so I'm watching Naruto Shippuden right now, the hit podcast Naruto Revuto. And there's a character who, you, who goes by the name of Sai, who has been raised <laughs> in this world of child soldiers uh, as a special forces child soldier of like the the secret police so like on emotionally stunted world he's like extremely emotionally stunted as well and now he's trying to be a good boy and he literally reads books about how to be a person so he'll just be like smiling at you weirdly because he read about it in a book that you should just smile at someone and and you know give people compliments and things like that uh so i really was for a second hoping that uh din would pull a sigh and sit down take his helmet off and then just be like they have good ale here yes (laughs) Um, the the bunta classic is i i'm rooting for sabulba jr yes 
And then, but you know, that would have been probably worse. He has mental index cards prepared. Yes, he looks down at his... <laughs> uh, oh, wrong spot. I like that. I like well, that. Like I want that to be my too. And then he gets... So obviously he wants something from this this powerful person. It's not money. He doesn't need the money. because like, I'll take this somewhere. And yeah. They gives him information. It's a location of something. And like, well, what is he looking for? Uh, and then he is able to put on like some kind of filter. That's kind of cool on his yeah. advisor yeah. and see like hidden graffiti. And then we see he presses Q to scan and activate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate when games do that. Because <laughs> uh, I'm always scanning like a freak. Yeah, no, this was really, really confusing. The mythosaur. But also it's because it was really confusing, but it just it, you just quickly move on. He yeah. somehow knew that the Mandalorians were here, but couldn't find them. And was close. He knew he had to go down to the the hole, and he could only get to hole through alleyway. Like it logically doesn't make any sense, but also who gives a shit? It does make yeah. sense. Shut it up. kept yeah. things going. It kept things going. Yes, yes, yes. It worked. Uh, maybe there's like some standard thing of like wherever we go in the city, we're going to find the, the most like subterranean or out of the way place or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I just don't know what that is here. But I do love I, I love the design choice and the aesthetic because oh they're God. doing this ring world thing. So it's like a man-made or person-made city that the under, the subterranean is actually like out into space practically. Yeah. Like if you fall, like yeah. it's not like bedrock. It's just openness. I hated that. Too scary. It's very anxiety-inducing. But, but it, if, it also makes sense that this is where the Mandalorians would be hanging out because they all have jetpacks. True. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I assume there's air there simply because... Star Wars is weird, and they also have fire down there. But it is cool that you just fall and, yeah. and disappear. We find uh, Armor Mama, what did we call her from before? Sure, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised she's not dead. Good for her. Yep, she survived. Well, yep, well she survived. it shows that if she's not dead, they could have just turned – correct me if I'm wrong because I can't remember anything anymore. He, They could have just turned around, on, turned around on Lava Boat, and my good friend IG-88 could still be running around. Am I right? So I think they went and saw that the the um, group had cleared out. Oh, you're right. And you're and right. it's so it sounds like there only three survived. Yeah, yeah. Some died, thought, some didn't. I thought, I thought they found her and she's like, "Go!" Or am I making shit up? No, she did. Yes, they did. She was alive, still waiting for them, and she's like, "You're a clan of two now with him and Gro- and uh, we love Grogu." We love Grogu. She did find him in the in like the finale of the first season. And I yes, thought she was like, I'm gonna stay back. You guys scooch. Make sure that robot kills himself. I'll be chilling back here. And <laughs> one other that we know Big survived. Boy, John The Favre. big boy who is who is who is bully to him. I hate him. Paz Vizla. Yeah. Vizlas are dicks. Like like, oh, yeah? I, just throughout Clone Wars, throughout everything, they aren't always wrong but they are always antagonists oh that's cool i didn't know that was a a a through thread yeah Mm -hmm. there's there are some uh there's an antagonist in clone wars who is a vizsla who is not like a hundred percent wrong um but he gets into some fights with obi-wan that are pretty cool with a a dark saber that's cool so then yeah there's kind of a what what have you been up to what have you been up to (laughs) Uh, they they heal his wound, and then I thought that was interesting. The whole bit of lore with the spear because he still got that awesome Beskar. Well, not for long. Yeah. He got the Beskar spear, and 
I'd be like, wait, wait, where did he get that again? And I remember it was from that like weapons dealer that Ahsoka fought. Yeah. Had it. Yep. And then Ahsoka gave it to him. <laughs> a Jedi gave this to me. What? What have you been up what to? Every line he delivers, he just says shit. And it was like, are you serious right now? (laughs) You're the coolest guy in the universe. But she's she's also like, you little weirdo. Like, you brought basically a weapon that is only necessary to kill us. And the Darksaber. You have both of these things. Oh, and you have the symbol of, yeah, being the leader of our entire And you have a baby Yoda. What the fuck are you? Like, I just, just... Just for a hint of her internal dialogue, when he comes and he has the dark saber, and she's just like, "Bring it to me." And yeah, she, you know that she like knows what it is, but doesn't know what it is, and then it gets handed to her, and she's like, "Motherfucker!" It's like surely he doesn't. <laughs> like surely this guy? Din is Din's a fucking dweeb who get, I had to like tell the other Mandos not to. F- fuck with him like and, and put doo doo in his hat he got like, everybody killed <laughs> like oh my god like the i gave that, him a like, spin-off clan because he's re- like he, he's this little runty guy yeah they should have you know they should have for the very first time had like a post-credit scene of like a fl- like like all right don't be a dick he's coming down here he says he has a dark saber uh, my clan made that. There's no, there's no way he has it. He found something weird, but there's only three of us. And, and then she holds it, and she's like, "Uh." Oh. <laughs> okay, I guess I plays. have. Guess I have to teach him how to not cut off his own leg again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, just just her existing and her delivery adds so much weight to things. So definitely give me the behind the scenes blooper of her just like swearing and it and it gets cut out she says the f word yeah her her and bo-katan both like like i feel like in this universe all adult female mandalorians are capable calm rational they've they've like thought every angle and they're figuring out what they're gonna have to do to survive and protect their people every male mandalorian huge dummy (laughs) no thoughts head empty yeah is this what you want (laughs) and i think further to that is why din rules is because din is is not a himbo he's he's a dork and a dweeb and a christian so He's very much the main character of, like, a dating game, you know, like a a dating visual novel video game. He's kind of good at everything, but he's kind of a dork. Other bullies try to beat him up, but the babes are like, no, this guy rocks. And whether it's a babe on, you know, the, the, the shrimp planet whether it's a hot babe on Tatooine who's uh, who's Timothy Oliphant, you know, everyone's like this guy rocks and he's just simply standing there like I don't I don't understand why I rock, but I guess I guess everyone wants to date me. Anyways, I'm uncomfortable now. I'm leaving. Can we all agree that Din has glasses? I mean, he he doesn't he has he has a he has a helmet, but he has yeah. glasses, right? Like oh, yeah. they're always oh, sliding yeah. down his nose. Yeah, yeah, no, he. I love that they they show him. And he blushes him. constantly. He, he he wears like a, a a night guard, a bracer night guard at night into his 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 mask for Fuck. sure. Yeah. And then Jane is a touchstone in the Clone Wars because he's training with the armorer, and it's like, and at first he's looking really awkward and like, what is he doing? It's like, oh, he's supposed to. He's saying the dark saber feels heavy. It feels like it's yeah, getting heavier and heavier. That? 
I that one I don't know. I it's mean magic. the the character who used it in uh the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian Vizsla, um, looked pretty sick with it a hundred percent of the time. Um, uh, he conquered it, yeah, yeah. But also he like having been raised with it as like the sacrosanct relic of his people, probably like trained to use it, whereas mm-hmm. Din hasn't really trained with swords. Yeah. Like I, I did like a cursory search. A little mm-hmm. bit ago, it's something to do with it's like forcey stuff. It's like energy, right. it, it like channels. Oh, really? It. It's like constantly channeling or siphoning energy, and it yeah. kind of picks yeah, up yeah. on your. So if you're like, oh. if you're awkward dork who's uncomfortable, it's gonna feel awkward. I hear what you're saying. It. If you don't have right. enough midi chlorians, <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's a double, right? That's a double lore drop. Yeah. If you're not a Jedi, lightsabers are hard to use, not just because they can cut you, because the Force is in right. them, right? Is that the yeah. implication? Right. I, I think I there's, guess, like, yeah. weird physics going on, where, well, like, like, like if you were trying to wave around a tube that was, like, 98% full of liquid, like, it would just, like, feel very, like, hard mm. to... To control it. Yeah, because I always thought that, like, lightsabers would be hard to control because there's no heft at the top. It's not like swinging a bat or, like, right. a sword. It's not weighted evilly. It's just like, uh, it's like you're, you're literally picking up a remote control and pretending it's a lightsaber, right? right. Um, <laughs> but haven't they played uh, uh, Dark Forces Jedi Academy where, the, oh, he is a Jedi. Never mind. He be, I don't know if he's always a Jedi, but he became a Jedi. Okay, okay. never mind. Right, yeah, there. She's trying to train him. He is like he starts out doing okay, and then he messes up a little bit. And mm-hmm. like the first time he messes up a little bit, then he messes up more and more and more. It's like as soon as he gets inside his head, it just completely gets away from him. Which yeah. maybe that's again f- the saber feeding off that, like the negative energy, right. bad thoughts, bad vibes. It's going to be heavy. Yeah, and that's unwieldy. one thing. I don't know if it's mystical like that, but it definitely could be. Right. That's that's the way that she, you know, she, she the way that she says it is it's magic, Din. Buck up. But like, I feel like she would say that about everything. Right. Um, but she's absolute. But there's something happening. So in yeah, Star totally. Wars, like, I feel like it could be both. Star Wars, I feel like plays so yeah. fast and loose with that. Where I feel like right. it could totally be a no, no. This is it is literally a, a machine. That is actually like converting your emotions into physical energy right. or something. Yeah. And this is going uh, a little off base. Well, we know that souls exist, not just because yeah. we saw at the end of Return of the Jedi or I guess Empire Strikes Back, but also because of the, the Star Wars Legends creatures who would eat your soul. That looked like tauntauns when they weren't. You know, and it's, I think it might also be him getting in his head about the fact that, like, he knows what this means for his people Mm -hmm. and has no illusions whatsoever about being, like, the right guy to have it. Yeah, no. Until someone tries to take it from him. very... I want to know how that parting went with Boca because weren't they together? And he had just er- last time we saw him. And yeah, and I Kroger assume that Luke. she was fuming. Oh yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what we saw when he killed what's his nuts, um, she's like, "Fuck, you did it!" <laughs> and you know, especially when we find out later that explicitly, well, are they saying that she caused the fall of Mandalore because she took it based off something as foolish as like blood that's she called the cause the bad luck so to speak 
So that's why Mandalore was bombed in the Stone Age. I think that's explicitly what they said, right? So it's interesting because one of the things that we get out of this, and it was kind of implied before, but it is made very explicit now, is that the only surviving large sect of Mandalorians outside of Bo-Katan's forces appears to be the moon bunker Mandalorians who are in a moon (laughs) cult. Like, because I I remember being like, this isn't like, I've, we've seen plenty of Mandalorians. They don't act like this. And it's like the ones that live in a bunker on the moon do. Yeah. (laughs) They literally say like, thank God we're we're freaks. Yeah. (laughs) So. In it, in it, in it, 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 it's Thai bombers. It's not, I don't know how much Star Wars Rebels deals with, um, mandalore and mandalorians and stuff like that but like it's not you know federation or clone troops or you know robots that do it it is is tie fighters tie bombers so Mm. it feels like this happened sometime you know between the movies not somewhat recently but bo katan however old she is um it seems to to carry the blame because she inherited the sword without the way she should have of so so basically mandalore was neutral between the Republic and the Separatists. Mandalore did not want to get dragged into it because Mandalore was like, the Senate is full of shit. <laughs> and and like, so are the Separatists. Like, we want to do our own thing. For whatever reason, they were being ruled by a pacifist. It, it, yeah. um, by Obi-Wan's girlfriend. Oh, hell um, And basically through like political mismanagement, um, so the Empire was the one that like raised it to the ground and killed everyone, but it was before that that things kind of got brought into into motion. Mm-hmm. Like it was some Republic meddling. It was, you know, political stuff. It was both sides trying to get them to get involved when they didn't want to. Um, but it's also it, it's a it's a cursed sword, and they they passed it is the a cursed, cursed sword, sword. Bad, so therefore they all died. Mm-hmm. That's true. But despite that. Our guy wants it. Of course, of course, we all. I mean, I, I don't think was anyone support. Were you surprised at all with the duel? Where Big Bully was like, oh, "I'm gonna." They they did a shot when he first came back with it of him like lingering, like looking, kind of like. Kinda, because they kept talking about them being a family. That I was like, surely they wouldn't. But also in the back of my mind, it's like, well, if you can win it from combat, you can. You can win it from combat. Right. Is that mm-hmm. kind of how they? That's the, that's a classic trope. Yeah. But I, I was like, please don't, mommy. Tell him not to. <laughs> so I don't know if we knew that he was a Vizsla before. Mm-hmm. But I didn't when know I knew that. that he, no. When, when yeah. we knew, when I heard that he was a Vizsla, I was like, oh, he's going to challenge him for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's because, a gunk. Yeah, it's like it, it, he he wants it. Who is this guy? This guy, especially after he walked in having stabbed himself with the leg in it, and he had to like spray healing cream on it the entire yeah. time. You know, he was like, ah, what are we doing? The yeah. only reason I didn't know if they would is because there are only what three, four of them. They say there's like, three of them. There were a family of three. Yeah, there right? were three and then Mando. So, like, I was like, maybe they don't want to risk one of them getting killed because there are only three or four of them. And then I was like, wait, they're Mandalorians. They, it, that's fine. That's That does not even enter into it, even briefly. They mm-hmm. got a duel for honor and for sword. Yep. It's like, we'll all die to because that's what honor dictates. I was Let's a go. little surprised when they took off the jetpacks, though. Because I was like, hmm. Because mm. they could. Just... I mean, it's. It wouldn't have been. 
Yeah, it's actually it's kind of dumb too. Because what if he got like kicked off while holding the dark saber? Right. And back and <laughs> You'd run, just, say "fuck," I win. Put on your jetpack and go fly and grab the sword. I guess I don't know. As uh, as Din died of dehydration. <laughs> right. It's a good fight. I like that it's not you know he's kind of getting worked. I like that they do like different juxtaposed different fighting styles kind of yeah. where, where din is like uh like technical or more more specific and maybe a little more mm-hmm. nimble and dexter yeah it's he's a dex fighter versus strength fighter right yeah. it's like and he's like being more brutish and like slamming him around and stuff and, yeah yeah and i like too that they really take the word vibro blade and just fucking run with it yeah mm-hmm. man this is a little vibro vibin'. dinner plate shield on his <laughs> oh arm. that was cool <laughs> too and and what i loved most about this fight was that he so din did win but it wasn't a moment of him like making peace with this sword and learning how to wield it and using it to defeat someone and prove that he deserved it it was mm-hmm. him winning a fight by stealing the guy's knife like yeah. he didn't yeah. win it no, with, that's a great with point the, with the dark saber no that's a great point and which makes me excited because he still has to win that fight with the dark saber in a right. fun way and you know going back to what you said before about him being awkward with it he was not awkward with a spear in the same way he wasn't always no. perfect with it and he you know whatever but he is a very capable dude. So I feel like if he just picked up a sword, he'd be doing much better because he did do pretty good with that spear, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I am going back to its magic, baby. I think it's literally getting heavy for him. Yes, it is. It is the ring on Frodo's neck. It is literally yeah. getting heavier. He wins. And then there's the, the weird, I guess, cause mama armor is like, okay, 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 okay. It's over. Yeah, we're family. We're family. Family. We're both, and it doesn't go the way I think she hopes it is. When she's like, "See, we're all we're all members of like the same belief." Because like you, Vizsla, you haven't taken your helmet off. I was like, "Of course I'm not." And Din, it's like, "Well, well." Answer the question. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm thinking if you make some chain mail for my Yoda friend, <laughs> I really love. Oh yeah, we kind of yeah he they turned the spear and he wanted to make a gift for Grogu, which was so sweet. Do we think it's because they show the links? Do you think it's going to yeah. be like a little chainmail, little little mithril shirt? Yeah. yeah. Although it would have been funny if he just made it a big shiny ball. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I was like, <laughs> for a second, I was like, is he just going to give him a sick necklace? Like, this, yeah. there's not a lot in that bag that is, you know, as though he got takeout. Uh, uh, from a hibachi restaurant, and they made it in the face, in the in the shape of of Yoda's head, which I thought was yeah, no, it's, stupid, it's a definite perfect. little mithril, like yeah. yeah. Is it gonna be like a quaff or whatever they call? Like it's just gonna go over his head because it's so. How, how do you get a a a, a chainmail shirt in that little that little know. bindle? It both folds up. It's not structurally. It's not like hard structurally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so did admits. It's like, yeah, yeah, I took it off. It's like, come on. Come but, on. Uh, he is banished from the covert that for the sucks. time being, at least. Oh, yeah, because she's like, you can join if you go to the mines of Mandalore. And it's like, you can't. They got blown up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like bathed in the waters. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like... <laughs> said what I said. I'm like, oh. Although, <laughs> I mean, I would love to have him, like, take a pilgrimage to Mandalore and, like, Yes. Oh, and we saw K2SO robots 
yeah. rolling through and killing oh, everybody. That doing was damage. Yeah. It was very scary. Uh, and then like the probe droids just like combing through. Yeah, that was that was uh, a very scary scene. But it was very spooky. What this leads to is one of our favorite things of this ongoing. <laughs> no. Mando in a public in a public setting. No. He has to take a the idea of Mando take a riding. Bu- coach he has to take a space bus. So funny. <laughs> I, so okay, so he's trying to get on on the on the bus on the Greyhound, um, wearing his like various grenades and such <laughs> <laughs> and, and a friendly little bot scoots out to him and says hey bud um afraid that you cannot uh ride this with a semi-automatic plasma rifle and all the other business you have going on can you please put it in this crate including <laughs> including including the sword that marks you as the rightful ruler of yeah. like of Mandalore. <laughs> can you just real quick detect an ancient this? relic on your person? Put it in yeah, the box. Can you just drop this into this box and I adroit. Don't lose your claim ticket. <laughs> and I just I screamed for like a minute. Yeah, and the way that he's like looking at the bin and then looking at everyone else getting on the ship, it's like, where's their gaggle like, of weapons? It's like, simply catch a ride with someone else, Din. Simply do a different... And I... I don't think we've ever seen Star Wars space planes. Like the fact that mm-hmm. he's just taken, you know, the it, the red eye to Tatooine, the the Greyhound. It makes bus. sense. Not everyone owns their own ship, so yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. But it's so just the the moment that he takes off the dark saber and puts it into the crate. For the droid to put under the ship. I just... I picture Bo-Katan (laughs) on the other side of the galaxy. Just like absolutely losing her shit and not knowing why. I had a bad bad feeling. Like, what do you mean? I don't don't know. I just have a bad feeling. Sasha Banks, I have a tummy ache. (laughs) (laughs) I need to rub my tummy. (laughs) But uh, this scene is... Uh, beautiful really like so the good. little the little um rodian, rodian. kid Aww. looking at him and looking at his face you know at this moment too i was like is he gonna take his hat off no he doesn't Aww, and he kind of like waves at him grogu. yeah yeah and like oh yeah his bindle shaped like grogu i was like a bit much i'll allow it i love grogu <laughs> and then also the way that the rodian mom is just like quit it in such a very like <laughs> realistic way not because yeah. sometimes they make the aliens cartoon characters yeah. so she didn't go wah, 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 <laughs> sit down uh i thought that was i thought perfect toe to tip yeah. perfect scene. yeah just stop bothering the nice man like, <laughs> play with your ipad <laughs> yeah i'm tired it sucks to fly with kids even though we're in this big ass ship and then oh god i just love the sequence of these scenes so much because we cut to where is he going of course the only other planet in the entire galaxy of Star Wars, <laughs> Tatooine. But oh, Pelly, Pelly, uh, we love Pelly, don't we, folks? Love a Pelly. We love Pelly. She's t- she's perfect, and love her opening, her intro, or like they're hunting some kind of like varmint that's oh gotten into the, you know, the gay garage and the, so, getting the, so, getting the droids. <laughs> so, and we wanted to be we wanted to be tight, and we've we're like an hour past that. But like, <laughs> yeah. juxtapose this scene. To the robot fight in Jabba's palace. There is nothing 
there is nothing prequel about this scene. To it's me, Pelly is selling it simply to guilt her robots. Like, sure, yeah. she's in danger, but <laughs> she, what she really wants is to guilt her children for not saving her. Mm-hmm. It is, I, and also, Amy Sedaris is just such a she's... good comedic actress that she can sell it. And, yeah. you know, when Mando walks in and saves her, it's not like, why are you here? It's like, of course you have a great entrance. You know, it's just yes. like, yeah. it's so, like Jane said, on the screen. Her, it's got to be, there's got to be a little bit of improv, right? It's like, why is every, why are so many lines in like the first couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett kind of still like, why did you say that? And and then why is like everything that comes out of her mouth like perfect, pitch yeah. perfect? And yeah, because that's what I was saying before. Like, is Book of Boba weird because of COVID and you just need more Amy Sedaris, who's like a natural talent to zhuzh up the lines. Yeah, so this is why he came here because apparently they they got in touch and she had a she had, she had a ship God. for him. This th- and that line delivery also yeah. perfect. Like for me, a new ship. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. she's yeah. Is she lying. <laughs> is she lying to herself? Uh. And it's a Naboo fighter speeder God. thing. Yep, it's and again, so- <laughs> typically this checks the box of we put the toy on screen. Don't care. This rules. And this also does another thing that we, uh, as children, uh, the elder millennials have thought a lot of times. Where the fuck is Naboo? Naboo is mm-hmm. never mentioned again in, in the, the, the programs. So where is Naboo? And the fact that they they admit that Naboo exists and they talk about it as being sick. Uh, and then they kind of – and she also basically says it's a – exclusive ship so not just they're not everywhere right uh i thought it was it was another great uh sort of like we know this is star wars you know we're gonna we're gonna mention naboo for you all right and we're not gonna say amadala but we're gonna mention this that and the other thing (laughs) i've seen that gif going around a lot in reference to this of from uh natalie portman on snl when she does her whole like star wars rap and then she's like dressed up in full regalia and she's got like a pistol she's like say something about the motherfucking prequels it's like because <laughs> there's a whole wave of like a, a people that like are coming around saying they like them now or mm-hmm. i think we've touched on that yeah. yeah zoomers largely yes i feel like the moment that they said naboo i got really excited but not because largely it was just because i remember all of the naboo ships being really shiny and like yeah. chrome yeah. and immediately i was like he is going to have the dark saber and this like beautiful chrome full mandalorian armor and this beautiful chrome starfighter yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. it is the coolest look for the dorkiest dude <laughs> yep oh yeah and they're you know and, and when they finish the ship it's not it, you know it is very much like you know divorced dad hot rod uh soup yeah. up situation it, and it is it's a couple I steps mean, it, away it, from yeah, it has the, a hemi what you're Tim. saying jane yeah yeah. But but like they don't they don't quote unquote finish it. And she literally says it's as lean as it can be. Um you know when they when they first show it, I'm like, oh she's gonna give him a pod racer. That rocks. <laughs> yes, I thought that too. <laughs> What's better than a ship? A pod racer so you can win the boot the classic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but yeah, when when they get done with it, you know, skipping ahead a little bit, but I do want to talk about every single thing that happens in between. Especially because Pelly apparently dated a Jawa. And we know that Jawas 
are furry, furry. Which I guess we knew before. And she speaks Jawa. I and she love speaks it. Jawa. Yeah, I and then she it. says, like, apparently, <laughs> the way she pays them is that she, they can dig through her trash. And then when Din pays them, she's like, what the fuck? You're ruining my drift. <laughs> Quit it. And, and then when they come back later... She says something. She's like, "No, I'm working on myself." So yes. it's like, clearly, yes, yes. she stated this guy, and it's like, <laughs> it's the most cartoonish delivery that just works. It's it's perfect somehow. I have no idea how. God, it's, she and you know what? It's it's just like her and Bryce like riffing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. sure, sure. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think we have to give it up to to uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard too. I'm sure there's a lot. Mm-hmm. This episode was so good, so yeah. fun. And then um, he gets his joyride. So I, 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 I meant to, I meant to look it up. Uh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm pretty sure the tiny robot is. It's definitely of the same type as the robot from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is a really fun game. Um, and it might literally be that guy, that little boy. They say his name, the little the robot's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be several more of those games, so we'll see him show up. And I think nice. we knew that was R5-D4, which is annoying, but whatever. She she, she fucks Jawas, of course. She has R5-D4. <laughs> um, and I assume every other robot there is, like, you know, explicitly another character we've seen as yeah. though she's, like, a sports memorabilia collector who, like, robbed OJ or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. His uh, I love his his joyride. It's fun, yep. like sw- swooping through the canyons and whatnot. And yeah. and like again, he's super awkward at first. Like uh, he's super tight and stiff, and he's our he's our special little dork boy. And then he starts to get more comfortable and kind of lean into it and open it up. And then he buzzes the transport ship again. <laughs> so I'm like, why? <laughs> don't do that. That has to be yeah, hyper illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he's ah. so excited. Yeah, it's like I bet that kid's on it. That he, that kid was on this planet yeah, that exactly out well. as much time as it takes to fix a car. Yeah, and then ah, the cops. Ah, uh, man, space, space cops. cops. They have to do a, a, a spinoff, even if it's only like web only on the YouTube channel. Please. Yeah. I loved because I recognized the voice because they only show you one of the two yep. in the mm-hmm. beginning. And it's like ah, and he's being he's Mister by the Book. Like we're gonna have to bring you in and. uh and is of course super awkward. It's like, oh, we, we just built the, the built the thing, and then you hear a voice come through. It's like, yeah, I think we can let him off with a warning. It's like, oh, I know that voice. Yeah, and it's uh, Carson Tava. Yes, from the ice. You know who from? Yeah, last season. Who yeah. tried to pull man over last time, mm-hmm. and then he hits his special don't press button. He hits and just. Phew. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then I like he's like, "Do you really want to go down and do paperwork? Being a cop is hard." It's like, "All right, it's not. This is sick. Let's go." I Let's do, do like that. There are apparently only three cops in this sector, but also yeah. it mm-hmm. feels like that is about the number of cops that the Republic, the New Republic, would actually send mm-hmm. out here. Like, and yeah. that's why it's very interesting to me that that Boba is a crime lord, but he's also like the guy who is trying to bring sort of stability and safety to people um, because they really have no reason to think that like a central government, you know, in the, in the middle of the galaxy is going to really help them at all. Like they're being held to all of the rules, but they have none of the resources. They have none of the attention. So, like, yeah, it's gonna be a crime lord because 
who else is it going to be? Like, who yeah, else actually say- has the, the infrastructure? <laughs> like, it's purely a question of infrastructure in terms of making any improvements. Like, does Moss Espa even have uh, an official police force? Probably I mean, not. Or do not they? Or now, do they? Not and it's hilarious. Now that Cara Dune is out of the universe. Oh, <laughs> who? Dummy. I don't know who that is. I mean, there, I don't there know was who that she is. was gonna have a who? spinoff that was basically gonna be the like Rangers, like yeah. Tracking, oh, that's but, right. But no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, no, no. cancel culture goes too far. Uh, Finally, and, and one person culture has, goes far enough. Yeah, if one person has a. A negative effect to their life, maybe, or maybe she's going to make more. I doubt she's going to make more money on her grift, whatever. No, um, she's just going to sell protein powder. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 yeah, her her her, her brave uh, substack of of pills. <laughs> um, I assume the other uh, spaceship man um, uh, is a cameo. No idea who. And I was like, he kind of looks like Luke Skywalker. Is this is this Mark Hamill's grandson? What's happening? But I mm. nothing jumped out. Um, to tell me this information, he's probably an actor. <laughs> yeah. Well spotted, Tim. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy's an actor. <laughs> but if I said that about everyone, I think this one's an actor too, actually. <laughs> he probably went to acting school. He's done a few commercials. I'm smart. Uh, so he he comes back oh. to Pelly's. <laughs> and I love, again, I kind of saw it coming, but I still love it. Where yeah. she's like, I engaged all the, or someone's asking about you. I don't know. I, a friend. It's, I have friends or something. There's some line. No, no, no. We're not, we're not oh. skipping over. We're not skipping over her asking how the ship is and him saying that it's wizard. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is that a <laughs> reference? <laughs> It was from the prequels. It was from episode one, oh, yeah? where one of yeah. Annie's friends refers to something as wizard. Wizard okay. is Best like a child slang term for something being cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, that obviously jumped out to me and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, but I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it too. It also was like such a cute moment from him because that's like him saying like, gee whiz. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To him, that's him. Well, he does say Din, Din Charon or whatever. Dang Farrick. Dang Farrick. Dang Farrick. Over and over again. All right. It turns out Max Lloyd-Jones is an actor. He he was in War of the Planet of the Apes. Interesting. The the actor who played that, that role yeah, as an actor. Spaceship Man. That's the only movie he's been in. <laughs> Okay. Oh, all right. But uh, I'm trying to remember exactly because th- was there some exchange where she's like a friend was someone was asking about you a friend and he's like I don't and he's like I don't have friends like I don't I don't have <laughs> I friends. think it was You're more like a friend for me yeah <laughs> basically yeah. with with the um, impression that literally anyone who called themselves his friend wants to kick his ass <laughs> and then and again it's kind of predictable like, but worry. I love the delivery yes yeah. Yeah, like don't don't worry. Basically, don't worry. I know that you don't have friends. I locked the door. <laughs> there it wasn't said in quite so many words, but basically that. But of mm-hmm. course, it's Fennec, and Fennec does not need doors. <laughs> I like the way she says it's Fennec. It sounds like she screamed it. <laughs> this was this is the and you know what's funny? This is the only part of the episode that was like this is bad. This is weird. They met. They met. They they dialed a knob wrong. And it's when Finnick shows up. She She's screams so loud. She's so jolly. 
Yeah. It's it's a very weird characterization moment. Yeah, the ADR is just off. And it's like, here I am. I mean, it's nice to see her having fun and be proud of herself for climbing mm. over a wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's that yeah, it's it's a house with a hole in it and 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 it's Star Wars. Of course she's going to be able to get so, in. So we basically now have our uh our team assembled for yeah, how many episodes for three, which I thought was cute. Yeah, he do it on yeah, on the house as he said. Yeah. Um, so, who knows Which again, I like that it's like <laughs> he just heard that somewhere. And it's like, Mando, you dork! Like you're not a you're not an establishment. You're not you're not running a like right. you're just a person. You know? yeah. Also, like he flew here, coach. <laughs> like, and he's money, yeah. Bro. You need the money, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. God. I think so. Are there two episodes left? Five, there's just six and seven. Yes, I think you're correct. God, that's so weird. Yeah, it's a weird. It's weird episode lengths. It's weird season lengths. Everything is weird, but we have like the table set. They've been right. setting it for a couple where we have our we have our team, right? We have our right. scrappy, plucky uh team versus the the big faceless pikes. Because we got, you know, Boba, Fennec, yeah. Mando. Yeah, Black that's a great Curse point. Antan. How are they gonna make it compelling? We need a pike enemy. Like who's their like a big bad whatever his I think the, yeah. I think the main enemy so far is the mayor, and we know that he's not like the pike guy, but the pike guy we dealt with wasn't didn't wasn't especially sinister yeah and there's too much prosthetics to, for either of those two dudes to fight i mean they, they can still do it because mm-hmm. they obviously cranston right. which you could because the pikes have been represented like in bad batch they have a really there's like some leaders they got like this really wild like helmet piece yeah it's like with these like things branching off of it that looks very intimidating and kind of like culty and creepy i'm like give me one of those bring one yeah. of them down i assume it's going to be them like getting rid of a trade depot or doing something to like neutralize their power um on the planet but i you know what to be honest i feel like all of us setting up boba as the the emptiness retired dad mm-hmm. who's like trying to figure out what he wants to do and didn't getting kicked out of his cult <laughs> um it's very interesting because you have these two guys who are trying to figure out what's next for them. They think they have an idea. They aren't especially good at what it is they're trying to do, but mm-hmm. it's very important that they are choosing their next step. Like, yep. he he has chosen to come here. He is choosing to do a job for free. Boba is choosing to try and form this, like, crime family slash, yeah. like, government yeah, and Mando is 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 you know being a bud, right? He's he's yeah. choosing to have a relationship because he's doing it pro bono on the house and all that stuff. You don't just do that because you know. I guess he does owe them for sure, but even though they're all kind of enemies of the Empire, whatever remnants it is. But yeah, I'm really curious. What the next two episodes will be. I think you know they they it's it's their show to lose now because I think they've they reined it back by simply having an episode of Mandalorian. And shoving it in the middle of the season, which is weird, whatever. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I th- the thing that is weird, they've always had the pieces. They've always had the pieces. And I right. think our biggest confusion, and, it, and it's, more, it's less uh, frustration and more bafflement, is the fact that several scenes don't work. Is because everything on paper does, and it just kind of doesn't. 
So you know, let's let's hope that they 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 nail it. I I I I'm not gonna say I have hope per se, but um, just purely because I don't know who the bad guy is, other than the right. fish bug people. So really, right? This last episode didn't instill you with some new hope. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do feel like. Boba, Fennec, and Mando, especially Boba with his current characterization, has to be comedy gold. Has to be just some of the weirdest interactions imaginable coming up in the next two to three hours. (laughs) It's Empty Nest Dad who makes friends with his son's friend who is also weird. And and the (laughs) son is like... What are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, me and Din just like the sun comes eat, home to, and his friend and the dad are out back. Night. Yeah, like, and then he's like, he's he's like, do you have a sword that means you're the chosen one? And he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was trying to think, like, I it, it sucks to think that they simply can't have a compelling sort of show off against uh, or face off or whatever you know show down against the bad gang they need to have a, a an interesting face fight and i i don't technically think that's true i just think unfortunately it is true in, in the right. media that we consume so i was like well is bo katan gonna show up and be like give me that fucking sword bitch i'm working for the pikes now yeah. i have no idea i don't i i am baffled uh, to to try to figure out who the quote-unquote face of the syndicate is. And I'm really surprised we haven't seen anything because it's obviously not um, the major domo of the uh, frickin' mayor. That would be stupid. Uh, the mayor rules, but he's extremely, you know, your your James Bond villain who doesn't fight James Bond. He just sits in the chair and makes right. James Bond have a, fa- a bad time. That rocks too. But yeah, we have we have we have no idea. Unless I'm wrong. Unless I missed something that was clear. We have no idea. Maybe the huts come back, but even huts huts can only be cool in fighting in comic books. I don't think yeah. it's possible to make a hut fight scene compelling in 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 live action or even maybe they did in Clone Wars. I don't know. But yeah, it could either be very boring and confusing or extremely good or both like yeah no i don't think it's gonna be bad i think it's gonna be weird and fun to watch regardless yeah especially with um um uh, mando in the mix i'll i'll be very impressed if somehow it all like clicks into place um yeah it's just no so here's the thing too this is disney slash well i was gonna say this is disney so they're gonna tee up the next show and i think they will uh right. you know because that's that's the end of every disney property now right or you know your marvels and stuff like that so my assumption is due to the the, re- the reception of um uh the the the, the last mo- star wars movie and the fact they didn't have a plan for the, the entire trilogy they have to set up whatever's next that being said what's next is it's obi-wan right and that's in the past Despite how my brain won't accept it, so I I I don't know if Darth Maul is even alive anymore. Um, I was I was watching the Screen Crush thing, and they think they're gonna bring back um, uh, Amelia Clark's character from Solo because she's really the only last living major power player, and um, the Pike Syndicate has a somewhat similar 
uh, design and their crest as uh, uh, her gang or whatever her consortium had at the end of Solo. But again, that, that's been, what, 20 years? So it's either an aged-up Amelia Clark or someone else who looks yeah. like Amelia Clark but older. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so I liked I have no that character me. a lot from Solo. Um, yeah, no, she was good. I think that the, like... Um, I, I think that could be an interesting foil. Um, I just yeah. have no idea. And I have no idea which of the shows is going to be next. I mean, pr- the thing is, they I feel like they can't go straight into Obi-Wan. Like, I, I that's, think, but that's the only one that's had a teaser, right? Right? But, like, how are they going to go from Book of Boba Fett, which is old man wandering around yeah. Tatooine, like... <laughs> like Quietly having adventures to <laughs> Obi Wan, younger guy <laughs> who's older than Boba Fett is. Yeah, just wandering around Tatooine, quietly having adventures while keeping his head down. Like it's, <laughs> like dude, that's such a good point. You're they so can't right. do the two in a row. They, but I don't. But what else is it? Because oh, is Caspian going to come next or whatever? Uh, Cashin, he'll go off. Cashin, maybe he'll go off Tatooine Cashin. and do a little. Outer Rim I mean, it could, it could do it could do Mando season three. Although uh, I think that went into true. production last year. No, I think you're right. Yeah, no, I bet Ahsoka or something will show up, and we have to fight yeah. a Sith. Yeah, because like they're also working on Ahsoka. I just don't know. The one that I would say is next is Obi Wan, but I feel like it, like we can't. No, I, I love right. the show, but I can't do it again. <laughs> no, you're totally right. No, I think I know it. was like, what is next? Mandalorian's next. No, I think you're right. And and less from a science perspective, but they wouldn't because they, they couldn't. They would not show. They wouldn't pull a Spider Man No Way Home or Far From Home and show you the sequel to this show teaser style right so it makes right. sense that obi-wan is out teaser style um and but i don't know man because <laughs> what, what would even be a season three of mando i don't know i yeah i've talked myself out of it again i don't i don't know but you're that 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 observation of dude running around tattooing has fucked me up and i don't know what, uh, i don't know if like if it's obi-wan next I don't, like we'll see i guess but are we gonna find a fourth City or like third city on Tatooine? <laughs> they can do or, it. Or I believe in a them. Tashi Station. Maybe an underground he's one. Even more rural. <laughs> like yeah! he just lives in a cave and and very canonically does not talk to anybody except for occasionally some moisture farmers. <laughs> I, you could. I feel like you could do a thing where he like that's his home. He that's why he lives there because he doesn't talk to him, but he goes out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, they could do the thing where he's just like back. staring at a crystal um, and talking to Qui Gon Jinn or something like yeah. that. And I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. <laughs> As with so many things, we simply have to see. That's so funny. Oh well, great episode. No idea what's gonna happen next, and which nope. is normally a good thing. But the sh- this season it's has not earned it. Been the mo of this season. Yeah, no idea what's gonna happen next. But hey, if nothing else, we can yeah. sign off using our. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, they're probably gonna fight a big trees. robot. I could see the Pike Syndicate having a big robot, right? Ooh. Like it's probably gonna Maybe. be a big robot. Okay, big robot um, infiltrating and thro- uh, blowing up a base again. They yes. love to do that. That's a great point. Dave had some good episodes that had that structure in Mando. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> yeah but we need, i just we got need, i like, did just the, get excited though 
we need the like charismatic megafauna villain. Like, like we need the like the like. Yeah. Here's here's the guy. Yeah. Was was the lizard centaur not enough? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This this the lizard centaur's back and he has guns. <laughs> yeah. No. He he's the, he has the bottom of the uh, the Darth Maul robot legs. <laughs> we meet one and they're wearing clothes and you're like, wait a minute, was the other guy naked? <laughs> That was just a guy that you killed that went on a vision quest. He had too many lizards up his nose and freaked out. You killed Greg. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> He's not a monster. Uh, Fuck. Indeed. Well, uh, yeah. So thanks again to uh, uh, Jane and Pat for <laughs> taking the time in your Eastern Standard Time to talk about these double episodes. Uh, I didn't think we were going to talk about the first episode as long as we did, but here we are. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, we will hopefully be able to record. I don't think any of us are going to Disney or anywhere else, um, next week, but we, we are, are with bated breath going to, uh, bring, uh, whatever episode six is called to you. Uh, it, it, it is still wild. They don't tell us the names or even like next time's on. I, I think that still rocks, but, um, yeah, until next week, this is the way. Wizard. wizard. <laughs> it, was like, it was very wizard of y'all to hang out with us. Hum, dum, hum, dum, 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 dum.